actually started my social media journey because I failed as a teacher in the classroom. And nowadays, students are not just learning from me, but from my network, from my connection. But if I never put myself out there in the digital space, I'm never able to make those professional connections. On this episode of Change the Narrative, we talk with I Addison Song, a social media and marketing professor who doesn't just talk about digital professional networks, but leverages them to become a better teacher and entrepreneur. Today's episode of Change the Narrative is sponsored by Participate, a network of professional learning communities. Their communities of practice engage and inspire educators with meaningful professional development around a shared purpose or goal. Join the conversation at participate.com. This is Change the Narrative, the podcast about innovation in education and the workplace. I'm your host and tour guide, Michael Hernandez. I love living in Los Angeles for a lot of reasons, but especially because I can get around the city easily. <laughs> That's not what you expected to hear, was it? Well, listen to this. That's the new Expo Line light rail train that just went by. I'm standing in a housing and retail complex in Culver City called The Platform. It's near my house. The train can take you from the beach in Santa Monica all the way to downtown LA in no time. That's a huge bonus considering it can take an hour or more by car during rush hour. NPR has their West Coast Bureau here, and Apple is building its new media center right across the street. And they're not alone. There are construction cranes all along the light rail system in Los Angeles, scaffolding new housing and office space. That's because we all want to be connected to people and places and experiences. Cars were supposed to give us that freedom and independence, but gridlock has kept us trapped in our neighborhoods. Who needs the stress and hassle of traffic? I think our work lives are like that too. We look to coworkers or friends in our immediate circles for inspiration and ideas, but a great collaborator is hard to find. And there's a planet full of creative people that we can learn from. So why limit ourselves? So how can we get out of our fossil fuel burning mindset and stand on the platform of a digital network that will take our work to new places? That's next on Change the Narrative. I'm really excited today to have a guest all the way from Korea, I Addison Tong, a college professor and entrepreneur. She coaches education professionals to learn how to use social media to transform teaching and learning. She also coaches entrepreneurs to apply her 3C system to gain clarity, credibility, and community. I has been featured on Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inside Higher Education. I is also a contributor to HubSpot's social media certification by developing a 35-page social media workbook. I as a guest on numerous podcasts and is a host of her own weekly live show called Classroom Without Walls. Thanks again for joining me to talk about this really important issue, I. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Michael. I'm a huge fan of your work, so truly honored to be here. Great. Thanks so much. And I know you're coming to us from Korea, so thanks for getting up at 5 a.m. to make the call. Um, <laughs> you know, it's really funny to think about this idea of using digital networks for professional productivity. And it's actually how the two of us met because our mutual friend Saba Quidwai introduced us. Um, and she originally connected with you through social networks, right? 
Yes, through Blab. I don't know if you know, it was a video conferencing tool. Yeah, that's how we got connected. Yeah, so you've been really successful leveraging social media, particularly Facebook and Twitter, to bring people together to share ideas, either through online courses, webinars, or articles that you post on social channels. Why do you feel it's important to develop a professional network online? I actually started my social media journey because I failed as a teacher in the classroom. And I read a you know, very good student's paper. And he was like, oh my God, Dr. I's class was just so theory-based. I, I feel like I learned more about PR from that one-hour conversation with the professional in the industry than taking my classes. Oh my God, it hurt so much, hurt so much as an educator, right? We all care about our students. When you write a comment like that from your students and a good student. And so since that day, I have decided to use myself as an example to show my students the power of social media. You know, you're connecting to people, not just your own message, but you're connecting to other people through um, these digital networks. And I'm curious, like, who are some of the people that you've met through your digital professional networks? So I mainly connect with uh, influencers and people in social media marketing and in education. So those are the people I really respect. I love their content and I want to be like them in the future, right? We are the average of the five people that we spend the most amount of time with. Hmm. So I connect with those people to learn from them and to also help them get to know me. Any celebrity sightings? <laughs> <laughs> Not really into that. <laughs> <laughs> I know people always ask me because I live in LA. Do you like see movie stars? And oh you, yes, I you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and do you surf? And then the answer is always yes, even though it's not. Um, but I'm just sort of curious. I mean, you did you interview Seth Godin recently for your? your yes, such an amazing conversation, and uh, and uh, learned a lot. Actually, he inspired me to take actions on a few projects that I was like, I'm not sure if I should do this or not, but he really inspired me. That's amazing. So like the act of doing the interview with him was sort of a form of education, right? Yeah, you know? definitely. It is one thing to learn from textbook. I feel like books are also always kind of, there's a delay between the content in books and uh, like conversations like this, because it takes time for a book to be published, to be written, and things that like, change, evolve a lot faster. And so I invite my students to join some of those live interviews. And my students have definitely benefited from my side hustle in terms of the connections I make, the content I'm bringing uh, to the classroom. And nowadays, students are not just learning from me, but from my network, from my connection. But if I never put myself out there in the digital space, I'm never able to make those professional connections. I truly believe the sage on the stage, that is over, right? Students, they need to see they're not just learning from me, they're learning from others. Well, that's amazing. And it's hard for a lot of teachers to get over that idea that we're the smartest person in the room. I mean, I've got plenty of ego, <laughs> TBH. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it feels great to like be the smartest person or know the most, but we don't. That's a big obstacle for folks, I think. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. And like, you know, I was there myself. It took me several years to just, I think if really like I shared with you earlier, that comment from that student, oh, really hurt me a lot. I, I think, you know, 
what they say, like every in every crisis, there is a transformation or there is an opportunity. So really, literally in that moment of almost a semi-crisis as a teacher, I made the decision to transform. So I learned it is not so much about the information gap. It is really more about this mental block that prevents them from like taking action to, to give this a try. I know when I, when I work with educators at conferences and trainings, I really get the sense that a lot of people out there are sort of reluctant to use social media for work purposes. You know, they're sort of used to using it in social contexts. And so the I, like, I think our students are the same, right? Yeah. Use social media for, for entertainment, yes. Right, because where have they seen uh, a good modeling of, of using it for Amen, purposes? yes, exactly. That is my answer to this question. I think if we really want to change that, and those educators, they need to see other educators teaching about something is so, so, so much easier than actually doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. For so many years, I was teaching PR. I was talking about PR. I was teaching digital marketing. I was talking about it, but I didn't take any action. I think that is the best motivation. Not so much just go to a, uh, like a workshop, learn ABC, this is what I do, a roadmap. I think we all have way too many roadmaps, but we don't have enough people who are action takers. We'll hear more from I Addison Zong in just a moment. Innovation is hard to accomplish without ideas and support from trusted colleagues. Enter Participate. Their communities of practice bring together educators around common interests to foster active, intentional social learning. Join the conversation for free at participate.com. It's sort of the social media wild west out there. There's not a lot of organization. It can be hard to find colleagues or quality resources that you're looking for. You know, where do I go? Who do I follow? Or I'm not looking at the right time because it's just scrolling past. I know that there's some folks who have managed to curate some resources and bring people together around shared interests, like Participate, who's also a sponsor of this episode, um, but also organizations like PBS, Apple, and Adobe would have curated curriculum for educators. What advice would you give to people who are um, wanting to develop their professional network but just don't know where to start? I actually created a, a 3C system that includes connect, contribute, and create. So in terms of connecting, and you need to connect, as I mentioned earlier, the movers and shakers in your specific field, and also connect with other peers who are in the same community so that you can learn from each other, you can collaborate and amplifying each other's work. The second one is contribute. I really take the time to comment and leaving like meaningful comments on blog articles, on LinkedIn posts, whatever piece of content I consume from those people that I want to connect with, I have meaningful comments. And the last one is create. This is uh, where I see many people are missing. And uh, my biggest mistake, like reflecting on my social media journey, the first few years, I was mainly being a fan of other people. Like, yeah, amazing. This is great. I was connecting. I was contributing. But I was not creating. Maybe it is a regular live streaming show. Maybe it is blogging. Maybe it is a podcast. Whatever it is, produce rich, long-form content on a regular basis. That's really great, actually. It kind of echoes what we were talking about in episode three with uh, Steve Valentine and Rashawn Richards, and they were talking about creating consistently, and they were both talking about putting something out daily. 
Um, and it doesn't have to be a novel, but maybe it's a very short kind of piece, a few seconds long or a paragraph or something like that. For me personally, I feel like when I start creating, the ideas start to flow. Um, they're bottled up until you start to go through the iteration process. So that's really exactly. great to hear that. And another thing is like, um, like it's all, almost all of us, we suffer from self-doubts, right? It was like, who am I to do that? Like, I feel like if you just keep thinking like that, you are never going to take action. And the only way to overcome our fear of something is by taking action on that fear. I'm sort of curious, like you mentioned earlier about needing to be mindful about the people that you followed and the accounts that you followed and also maybe mindful of what you produce and create and put out there yourself. So what are some tips that you have for using social media productively and to avoid getting overwhelmed or obsessed by it? From Monday to Friday, I'm very active and consistent with producing content, doing Instagram stories, things like that. But during the weekend, just my time with my husband, with my children, I don't. And in the evening, and I also try to at least like half an hour, just don't even think about and read books and be with my children, that quality time. What are some projects you're working on right now that you're really excited about? So one is uh, I'm launching an alternative educational project and uh, it's going to happen at the end of this year. So this project has an online component, an offline component. For the offline component, it includes international traveling, digital storytelling, entrepreneurship, and problem-based learning. For the online component, I have a, a digital think tank of successful entrepreneurs, coaches, mentors from all over the globe, so there's no time difference. They serve as mentors for students who are on-site to cultivate, to do all those things I mentioned. My 3C system, I'm launching that as a digital course for my community. And I'm also starting another project with my older son. It is actually inspired by my interview with Seth Golden. It is called What is School For? We are interviewing 1,000 children from all over the globe to ask them, what does school mean to you? And we are also, me and two other friends, we are launching a, a Way for She uh, Summit in Boston in September. So this is to really uh, bring some positive changes to gender inequality in female entrepreneurs' startup environment. That's it? <laughs> oh my gosh, you're putting us all to shame. Um, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Those, all those projects sound incredible. I'm so glad you're working on them. I can't wait to see them. Um, where can our audience connect with you and see more of your work? And uh, I'm all over the place. Just my name, I, Edison Zhang. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And of course, we have all your contact info on our website too. And that's really great. Well, I, this is really great talking with you. I'm inspired now and feel like I need to carve out some time to do some more projects. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Good luck with your endeavors and uh, maybe get some sleep this morning. It's still pretty early for you in Korea. So thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Michael. Truly honored. You can see links to all of I's social networks in the episode notes on our website at changethenarrative.net.